charting your course, just as Elizabeth said this morning, it's my beautiful wife, Elizabeth. Um, first of the year is a great time to start, great time to start something different. You know, when you get saved, the Lord gives you a fresh start. And every morning you wake up as a believer, you have a brand new morning. His mercies are new every morning. Have you ever gone to bed feeling one way and you wake up feeling a different way? I think that's the mercies of God being poured into you, being given to you, and also uh, gracing you as a believer to be able to have some new mercies on the things you're walking through. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about charting your course and the words that are coming out of your mouth. Just as uh, Elizabeth was praying, you know, it's, it's not too late to start. It's never too late to start. And I, my mind is racing a little bit, and I believe it's the leading of the Lord. And I'm just going to go with it for a little while, if y'all don't mind. But when the children of Israel, when, when God was trying to deliver the children of Israel, and um, he started using Moses who didn't have a good speaking voice, who felt, who, who, had, who lacked confidence in his speaking. And I, I think, I don't, you've never lacked confidence in your speaking, but, you know, you're the threat on your throat. Um, Elizabeth's had two surgeries on her throat, and every, every ailment she's had has been directed toward her throat. And I believe that the enemy tries to steal our words. And if he can't steal our words, then he's going to try to put the wrong words into your mouth. And I think that we're going to see here this morning that David would say, do not let Satan have your words. Your words are where your breakthrough is. Your words are where the power is. It is how God operates is through words, is through the spoken word. Did you know that? God operates through the spoken word, and what's coming out of your mouth is so important. Now, if I go back to the children of Israel, I kind of started you out there and didn't finish. God says, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart, and I'm going to send all these plagues. And he would send a plague, and Pharaoh would say, Moses, come back. And you know what Moses said? Moses said, I can't do this. I'm not a good speaker. Don't use me. Not me, God. Somebody else. Pick somebody else. Have you ever felt like that? I don't want to do that. And you know what God said? Okay, I'm going to send you some help. I'm going to send you Aaron, but you're still going to be my man. I am going to give you some help. Can I encourage you? You step out God's way as, as Elizabeth just wrote, the plans that God has for you. It's for you, but it's with somebody. We're not loners. We're never called to be loners. Paul was not a loner. The disciples were not loners. Jesus was not a loner. Okay, that's good. That might be a word. But he said, okay, I'm going to send Aaron with you. And you know the story. But, you know, something I always fall back on is Pharaoh would call in and say, oh, what have I done? Call Moses back in. I don't like the frogs. I don't like the bugs. I don't like the darkness. I don't like the hail. Moses, come back and stop what it is that's going on. And Moses said, okay, I will. And he would always ask him, when do you want it to stop? And Moses always responded, tomorrow. Did I say Moses? Pharaoh. Pharaoh always responded, tomorrow. Now I want to tell you, tomorrow's too late. 
Tomorrow's too late. God says, don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on today. What's coming out of your mouth? What is coming out of your mouth? If you've been uh, under Joe McGee's teaching at All Over Finances, one thing he did about eight, nine years ago was say, take account of everything you're spending. Write everything down. I think Dave Ramsey would tell you the same thing. Somebody take charge and say, what is it that's going wrong in my finances? Because it's not the government. It's not my job. That's a word for you. It's me. There's a hole in my bucket. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. I don't know where that came from, but I just remember it. Dear Liza, a hole. You know, in your spirit, there's a hole in it, and it's your mouth. It's your mouth. The spirit, the spirit is flowing out of you, either in a positive way or in a negative way, out of your mouth. And Moses or Pharaoh, Pharaoh would say tomorrow, well, I want to encourage you, men, women, youth, kids, young adults, not tomorrow today. And like I said about taking account of every expenditure that you're doing, why don't you try making some notes of everything that's coming out of your mouth? Because out of the abundance of the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you know, word, the word says that a good heart can't bring forth bad fruit. And a bad heart can't bring forth good fruit. Well, I want you to know one of the greatest words you could get today is if you've got a bad heart. that come across harsh? You know what? Sometimes the, 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 the denial is not just a river in Egypt. Denial is not just a river in Egypt. If you can realize something's wrong. I've got something wrong. And you start to take account of what's coming out of your mouth. Do, do you realize what I started talking last week? It steers your life. Your mouth steers your life. Not the problems, not the circumstances. The problems and the circumstances so many times is a product of what's come out of your mouth. Let's read this. I don't think we have discernment, discernment over our words. Look right here real quick. James chapter 3. We stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man able to keep his whole body in check. Do you ever stumble in what you say? All the time. You know, it says in the Word that where there's a lot of words, sin is not far off. Why? Because the more we talk, the more trouble we get ourselves into. That's why it says be quick to listen and slow to speak. Well, look, look at how God says how important our tongue is. James chapter 3, verse 3. When we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take a ship, for example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. First of all, it says a horse. If you ever get on a horse, they are strong. You know, it's how we uh, compute the power in our cars, by horsepower. They're so strong. 
but you get a hold of their mouth and you can, you can take them anywhere that you want. You go get on a big cruise ocean liner, you can steer it wherever you want by that little rudder that's in the back. So also is your tongue. How important your tongue is. There's a lot going on in our life and a lot of storms that we're facing. And you know, back in those days that we read this scripture right here, there weren't powered boats. They were steered by the wind. But do you know the wind did not direct where the boat went? The wind is the storm. The boat is our life and the rudder is our tongue. It's the most amazing thing to see someone that really knows how to operate a sailboat take the boat where he wants it to go. And it's amazing to see someone who's under the power of Christ be able to take their life where it's supposed to go because they can control their tongue. And do you know you can't control your tongue on your own? It takes the Lord. The Lord had to deliver me from my tongue. And he did. So funny, uh, this morning, it's all we sang about was deliverance. I believe we need delivered from a, from a deathly tongue. We looked last week at Acts chapter 5 when the apostles were preaching and, you know, the people were responding and the leaders, the leaders got anxious. The religious leaders got anxious because of all this influence that these apostles were having. And you know what they did? They threw them in jail. And while they were in jail, look at what the, what the Lord spoke to them. During the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. He said, go, stand in the temple courts and tell the people the full message of this new life. In other words, he's saying you have a storm in front of you right now, and here's how I want you to face the storm. Instead of thinking there's nothing you can do about it, I want you to get the full message of God's word in your heart the full message of what God wants to do in your life, and I want to use your tongue, and I want, to, I want you to sail through these storms with the blessings that I desire for you to have. You know, I'm sure while they were sitting there, they were thinking, Lord, just let the doors fly open, let the chains fall off, let, the, let us wake up and all the jailers be dead. God said, nope, I'm going to use your mouth. I'm going to use your mouth. And we're going to learn that today as a business leader. You're going to learn that it's not the storms that sink you, but it's literally our lips as a dad and a mom, we're going to realize that it's not the storms in our life. You know what? Storms are going to come. But it's our tongue that directs us. It is so amazing. It is so amazing. We, Elizabeth and I experienced a, a ministry thing this week. And I've never had a, a father. I've never had somebody that has talked me down ever. No one has ever beat me down with words. That I, that I knew of. But as I talked with this person, this person just was, was allowing the Holy Spirit to work through them and listen to me and kind of hear where my heart is. I realized I had grabbed hold of some things people had said about me. And I didn't even realize it. But it started coming out of my mouth. The words that are spoken over you are important. In a negative or a positive way. And what you allow to come in, what you grab hold of, is so important. I, it, was, it was an absolute Holy Ghost experience for me. To be honest with you, when they, when they nailed it in my life, I was sitting there thinking, 
How did they do that? How'd they do that? I didn't see that coming at all. But that's right. Someone has said this over me. And I've believed it. I've bought into it. And it's a lie. You know what the person said? It's a lie. They started speaking God's word over my life to replace the lie with a truth. That is what church, that is what scripture, that is what the presence of the Lord is for. Is to reveal truth. You know what I was doing? I was living in darkness. And I didn't know it. I want to tell you dads with kids, sometimes we can be living in darkness, not knowing what it is, the impact that we're having over our children. Moms, husbands, spouses, we need truth. We need truth in your jobs. Man, it was, it was the most amazing thing just for me to realize I don't know everything. And I think I'm okay. I'm walking around thinking I'm okay. The church is full of people walking around thinking I'm okay. I'm not doing anything really bad. And we've got these seeds in us that are keeping us from what we need, what we, what we need to do. Am I, am I preaching to anybody today? God's saying, I want to use your tongue. I want to use your tongue. And it's so true in our life, how we handle each storm in our marriage as we raise our kids. We can sail places that the person who's easily discouraged or the person who doesn't know how to use their tongue, you know what, they're never going to make it. And you know, I talked to you about David, how he didn't have a very affirming dad and his brother's beat him down all the time. He showed up for the battle and he got made fun of. But David is one that showed us the power of the spoken word. He told us four things about words. He said, whenever we get to handling our words right, number one, they protect us. Our words protect us. You may say, Pastor, I don't really, I'm not grabbing hold of what you're saying about my words that I'm saying. I don't think they have that much effect on me. Okay, well, I'm going to build a case for you today. It's going to be built on God's word this morning. Your words, whenever we speak correctly, your words protect you. Psalm 31 verse 19 says this. It says, how great is your goodness which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. Verse 20. In the shelter of your presence you hide them from the intrigues of men. In your dwelling you keep them safe from accusing tongues. In other words, God's saying, David is saying that God was working his will in his life even though there were negative words being spoken that God was working his will in his life. And that if we let those accusing words come into our heart, if, if David had believed in those words, if he would have seen the storm and succumbed to the storm as more powerful than his dream, as more powerful than what God was placing inside of him, he would have never gone where he was supposed to go. We get going and the Lord leads us and we get excited and the next thing you know we start getting shot at in every direction. And if we don't stand on the word of God, 
we start standing on man, we will take, literally take our direction and turn back and go the wrong way. I know many of us here have done that. I have done that. It came as a shock to so many when I told people that I was going into ministry full time. And the arrow started. And it was hard. But God's faithful. What's God saying to you? Does it line up with God's word? Does it agree with your spirit as you seek the Lord in your quiet time with your, with your praise and worship music in church? When you're in the word, when you're really seeking after him, does it agree with you? Well, doggone it, hang on to it. And start pushing. Start pushing. Start pushing. Quit wavering. You know, so many times a Christian, will stop a Christian will stop pursuing because you get one bump in the road and you feel like you've, it's a sign. You know, is it Edison that created the light bulb? He figured out over 2,000 ways how not to do, figure out how to not to make a light bulb. But he didn't quit. Something about carnal people, something about secular people, without Christ, no, to stick with it until they get it. But a Christian thinks we fall down one time, well, we must have missed God, so I'm just going to go back. No. God talks all through his word about perseverance, about endurance, about stay with it, about keep knocking, keep asking until you get it. Just like a child will keep saying, I want candy, I want candy, I want candy, I want candy. Well, okay, be quiet. Take the candy. Because of our importunity, how great is your goodness David is saying that God's working his will, but he can't grab hold of these negative words. And the Bible says during those times when there's storms all around you, you have to protect what you're believing in on the inside of your heart. That's what the second thing that that David says about the words, about speaking right words. Number two. When people use negative words against us, those words are going to cause them to have the defeat, not us. Did anybody hear that? When, people, when an accusing tongue comes at you, when you stick to the word of God, when you stick to the presence of the Lord, when you stick to his will and his desire, God will take those rising tongues against you and work them against them. Not you. Look at it right here. Psalm 64, verse 8. God will turn their own tongues. God will turn their own tongues against them, who, th- th- those people who are against us, and bring them to ruin. He said, all who see them will shake their heads in scorn. How many of you know that it's a genetic reality that the more negative somebody is with their tongue, the longer their tongue grows. Doctors may argue with you, but I've seen it. The thing we need to remember that when we're speaking negative words, when people are speaking negative words, I want you to rem- remember something I once heard a dad say to a son. He said, if you ever lose your self-esteem, you need to always remember that it was an inside job. 
If you ever lose your self-esteem, you need to remember it was an inside job. You can't lose your self-esteem unless you give it away. David said, I learned to protect what I was believing in my heart. Then he said, I recognize that there are some people whose tongues are so long that they could actually hang themselves. And then it switches over to say that our tongue being used in a positive way will strengthen us in the struggles of our life. Psalm 37 verse 30. Psalm 37 verse 30 says, The mouth of the righteous man utters wisdom and his tongue speaks what is just. The law of God is in his heart and his feet do not slip. Now, I want you to catch this. This is talking about the mouth and the heart. They go together. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your mouth can't be in the right shape and your heart not be. And your heart can't be in the right shape and your mouth not be. That's why it's so important that just like in your finances, you start writing down, where's my money going? Is it going to Starbucks? It's okay. If you got the money for Starbucks, go to Starbucks. I'm not, I'm not against Starbucks. We go to Starbucks. We don't go to Dunkin' Donuts. I can't figure them out on their coffee. So we go to Starbucks. But when my team likes to go to Dunkin' Donuts, great, I bring my own coffee. Don't, don't miss this. And don't miss this today. Today, find out what's happening in your mouth. Find out what's happening in your mouth. In other words, listen to this. When your actions are slipping, when we're slipping, look at your heart and your mouth. Is your life falling apart? Is your marriage falling apart? As a parent, are you falling apart? In your job or you're falling apart? It says, if the law of God is in my heart, my mouth is going to operate correctly and I'm not going to slip. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I, want, I want some encouragement from y'all. <laughs> You're thinking. Okay, well, think verbally. <laughs> Number three, when we speak the right words, our tongue keeps us going in the right direction. It's what we just learned. Our tongue keeps us going in the right direction. And finally, we're going to look in Psalm 45. Number four, we use our tongues. To write the story of our life. Psalm 45 verse 1. It says, My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. In other words, as I read God's word, all the promises that, makes, that God makes to me in his word, he said, It stirred my heart. 
of what my life can become. And he says that this is just the starting point. And this is where I'm going to end today and I'm going to start tomorrow or Sunday. Is that we begin to allow our words to write. To, to begin to write the story of our life. It has been writing the story of your life and it's been very difficult up till now. But it's time that the promises, that the word gets in your heart, that you start, stop slipping and you start to walk this thing out and you start walking it out with a new life, new breakthrough. It's 2012. It's time for a new, it's time for new. And I don't mean a new problem. I mean it's time for new. You ever getting in a new house and a new car, you got something new, it works. It, there's no problems with it. I need something new. I need the new oil, the new wine to be poured into a new wineskin. God says he's doing something new. Well, I can tell you, when I let my mouth go, I, I spend weeks digging myself out of it. Sometimes my whole life. How many of you are still suffering through some things that you've done through your mouth? Join the crowd. Our mouths get us into trouble. And that's where we're going to pick up. It's time to start writing the new story of your life. And the way you do that is through your mouth. Amen? We all stand up with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we can't do this without you. We can't handle our tongue without you. I just ask you right now, Holy Spirit, to move in our life. You may be here this morning and you may say, Pastor Paul, I don't even know Jesus. Well, I want you to walk this aisle this morning. Don't wait till tomorrow. Let's do it today. It's time to have some help. It's time to be rescued from our sin, rescued from our destructive lives. And you know what? That's why Jesus died on the cross for you, is to rescue you from this world, is to rescue you from the darkness of this world, from the pain of this world. You know what? We do walk through things, but we walk through them in the light. We walk through them with a helper, with the Holy Spirit. We walk through them with our provider. Step out today and let me pray for you. Let us pray for you to receive Christ. But if you've been struggling with your tongue, right where you sit, I just want you to ask forgiveness. Come clean before the Lord and ask for help. Church, I want to tell you, in my youth, in my young adulthood, I had a terrible mouth. And I had to pray literally that the Lord would, would remove that from me. And do you know what? He did a miracle in my life. Now, I still will slip sometimes, and I will make some mistakes out of my mouth. It says that the one that can completely control his tongue is a perfect man, and I'm not a perfect man. But I want you to know the Lord delivered me from a profane mouth, and he can deliver you from a mouth that speaks negativity over your own life, over your spouse, over your kids. And do you know what? When we start to get our heart right and we get the word in us and we start speaking correctly, it'll start those attacking words that are coming at you. They'll get turned around and start attacking them. And they won't have effect on you. 
If you need somebody to pray for you for breakthrough over something someone said over you your whole life, we want to pray with you. What, what, what do you need? Jesus would come to the sick and say, what do you need? You know what? He's looking for you to speak. I need help. I need Jesus. I need you, Lord. Give us breakthrough, Lord. Church, I want you, if you would, today, start with your mouth. I need Jesus. What do you need? The Lord is here. We are here. If those ministering would step on down, you can step out. You can ask right where you sit. We would love to pray with you. But I want you to know that you don't have to come to the priest anymore. You can go directly to the Father right now and ask for help. Would you come as we sing? Amen.